manifest and it a blossom and a bloom. Nature always run its course, the tide is rising with the moon. It only takes a spark to put a fire to the fume. What is hidden in the dark shall be revealed so very soon. Tell Pharaoh free the prisoners from the dungeons and the tomb. Tell the youths to not the dread and bubble and put them in a platoon. The trials and the perils deeper than the blue lagoon. Them no want for no demonstration or sister, them a Christ fed the multitude, the only one loaf of bread. Poor people, there is something for you. Don't let the pressures of the system get upon your head. Poor people, there is something Hello there and welcome to MMA Fight Club. We have a midweek impromptu breakdown preview for one fight night, number 19, coming up this Saturday. I'm sorry, Friday. Friday. And that's why we are also covering one fight night uh, for this weekend, because it's Friday night. Good appetizer for UFC 298 on Saturday. Doesn't conflict with UFC. So you can get your full mixed martial arts bedlam in on uh, Friday night. Get the warm-up in, whatever the case may be, and then get yourself all tuned up for Saturday. This UFC Fight Night card is interesting. It's a mix of different forms of combat. If you're not familiar with the UFC, I'm sorry, the one fight night or one championship format, a little different. Um than the UFC. It's fix my camera. Give me one second and I will be right back. Let me fix my camera here. It's a little bit tilted. Okay, a little better there. I apologize. All right, so yeah, I'm going to try to sell you guys on why you might want to tune in to One Fight Night number 19 coming up this Friday. I'm going to give you some selling points, and if you don't, if you're not buying what I'm selling by the time I'm done trying to sell it to you, then hey, at least you've given it a chance to hear my pitch. Let me first give you the disclaimer. UFC is the creme de la creme, the big personalities, and of course, no other promotion in the world compares to that level of stardom so i'm not trying to suggest 
You should be out here watching one championships or any other promotion in lieu of the UFC. So let me just put that out there first. I just feel like there's some opportunities. There's some open slots there from time to time. A Friday weekend when there's no UFC. For me as a fan, I like to pay at least some peripheral attention to the promotion to get an idea for what they're, you know, who's who and what's going on. And for most hardcore mixed martial arts fans, they have an idea of, you know, who the PFL people are and Kayla Harrison now coming over. The big names in Bellator, the big names in the PFL, those names are in conversations. This one fight night number 19 card, probably a lot of names you've never heard of. But I dare to say that I think at least one of these guys on this fight card could at some point pop up and find their way in the UFC. And you got to imagine the UFC right now more than ever is Thursday for more bodies. They need more people. They have tons of shows to fill, so on and so forth. Uh, so there's a few guys here who could eventually make their way against the UFC. Now, there's eight bouts in total, three MMA, five Muay Thai. Now, Muay Thai and kickboxing is not the same exact sport, but it's damn near the same. And uh, so you can consider that just you know one sport for the mixed martial arts people who don't usually watch Muay Thai kickboxing. As part of my selling point to you again, I was looking up just randomly you know, just kind of doing some Google searches on who are some of the formidable former kickboxers or Muay Thai fighters who've now moved over to mixed martial arts. If you Google that that question, like top, you know, mixed martial arts fighters who were former kickboxers, the names, you'll recognize them and they'll surprise you. You're like, oh, Stephen Thompson. Oh, yeah, of course, you know. And then you're like, Yuri Prajashka. Like, yeah, I kind of forgot about that. Former UFC champion. He's a, he used to be a kickboxer. Uh, Zhang Wei Li current ufc champion she actually cut her teeth in kickboxing and in muay thai jose aldo not a name that the current fans may know of as much more of a guy of you know of of yesteryear i mean not so far removed but yeah he's a former kickboxer as well valentina shevchenko one of the best to ever do it held her crown for a long time in the ufc still fighting in the ufc former well-documented kickboxer um holly Holm who never was crowned as a champion in the UFC, but was a former kickboxer, not a Muay Thai fighter. I think strictly kickboxing. Uh, Israel Adesanya, may have heard of him. Uh, Alex Pereira, may have heard of that guy. People like Giga Chikadze, Rafael Fiziev. The names go on and on of fighters who were, you know, in that dynamic. Now, if you did the same game with wrestling, you know, <laughs> Khabib Nurmagomedov, you, you could find, obviously, tons of guys who've done wrestling or some form of, what do they do in uh, in Russia? Combat Sambo, right? This is a really popular sport. But again, yeah, Wrestling Foundation probably makes up a third of mixed martial arts fighters. If you took wrestling and jiu-jitsu guys, the grapplers, the ground fighters, and that's probably two-thirds of mixed martial arts fighters. Anyway, so that's my first selling point to you is there are people on this fight card, people fighting in one championship, people fighting in glory, and other different promotions around the world in Muay Thai kickboxing who could very well make their way into the UFC or PFL or somewhat. So the names we talk about today, you may not recognize them off the top of your head, but could be names you recognize on the road. Now, my second selling point is 
if you're the kind of fan who doesn't enjoy the grappling and the holding and then maybe sometimes a fight is like tick, tick, tick going by and not much action's going on, but the guy has position and, you know, referee's like, come on. That never happens in Muay Thai. Ever. Matter of fact, I find myself frequently when I'm watching Muay Thai because I'm a bit of a rookie. I don't have the eye for that sport in terms of the trained eye. Like I, I understand certain kicks and you know, leg kicks and knees and you know the overall nature of the sport. There's no grappling, right? There's no wrestling. There's no ground stuff in Muay Thai. But I'm constantly flinching. I'm frequently like, oh, you know, they kick each other with what appears to be harder. Like not that they can kick harder than a mixed martial artist. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it appears that they kick frequently much harder both guys (laughs) so like they're both sustaining more kicking damage than usual in a mixed martial arts fight so i constantly find myself kind of flinching the punching is the punching it's not i think any better maybe a little snappier striking is generally smoother you know like for example marab devashvili you're not going to see that kind of guy in kickboxing where you know he's jumping all over the place and these guys are strikers that's their foundation but, you know, if you like the Adesanya's and you like the Alex Pereira's and you like those fighting styles, the stand-up styles, Yuri Prajashka, then, again, here's my selling point. You've got a lineage of good fighters coming from that sport. <coughs> Excusez-moi. And the actual fight itself is more entertaining than I think the average mixed martial arts fight. I'm not here to tell you it's better than mixed martial arts. I love me a good choke. I think mixed martial arts, somehow it gets a little more savagery <laughs> than Muay Thai. Um, another selling point is the the actual form of martial arts, the Muay Thai kickboxing. Super old. Lots of rich tra- tradition there. It's a good feather in your cap as a combat sports fan to sort of broaden your horizon and get to know what that sport is and the, you know, the roots of it. Thailand. The Far East in general, huge in kickboxing, huge in Muay Thai. Over there, they have Muay Thai events. (laughs) I mean, I'm not kidding you. You can go on YouTube on like a Sunday night and type in like live Muay Thai and you'll come across some stuff. You'll come across. It may not be the biggest promotion. It may look a little sketch, (laughs) but you come across some like. Jean-Claude, Jean-Claude Van Damme blood sport like in the in the caves of some mountains of Mongolia some people with some glass on the fists and joking but you get the point so Muay Thai over there in the Far East I'm not going to say it's like soccer in the, in South America but you get the drift it's 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 a, it's a popular thing and so those are the reasons why you want to tune in and stay tuned in to the rest of this breakdown to hear about these fighters who I think is going to win and if you have a sports book that offers some betting activity, I have a few spots I think you're going to at least want to consider putting into some parlays this weekend with your mix, with your UFC stuff. Um, I got to believe that DraftKings will offer lines for this event. DraftKings tends to offer fight lines or, or, or odds for one fight, one fight night events or one championship events. Even the Muay Thai and the... Um, like grappling bouts, so like when Mike Musumeci was fighting, grappling tournaments, that grappling, not grappling tournaments, but grappling bouts on the one fight night card, those were also available for betting purposes on DraftKings. DraftKings, by the way, 
they should update the MMA tab to combat, like combat sports, and then move boxing in there. Because right now, the way they have it, when you click Mex- MMA in, in, under our DraftKings, under that tab, it takes you to, for example, events like this. And Muay Thai is not MMA. <laughs> it's not a big deal. But I think down the line, DraftKings should update that tab and make that tab just be combat sports. Then they can move boxing over there. Like the comparison for me would be, for example, basketball. When you click the basketball tab, it'll give you the options for college basketball, international basketball, women's basketball, WNBA, women's college basketball, men's pro NBA, different types of basketball. Basically, same thing with football. Football tab, CFL, NFL, college. So different forms, amateur, pro, whatever the case may be. For DraftKings, uh, note to self, just put a tab there that says combat sports instead you can move boxing underneath there as well have boxing mma muay thai whatever the case may be i digress if you have a sports book that offers betting opportunities for one fight night 19 pay attention i'll give you some betting spots i like and then on friday i'm thinking friday morning at the latest i will send out a tip sheet to our newsletter subscribers that'll be free to access as well so if you're not already subscribed to our newsletter consider doing that I'll be talking about that later on during the breakdown. But, um, okay, without further ado, let's talk about this fight card. If you're in the comments section, and of course, I'm not surprised. Who is it? Antoine Willis. What's up, dude? How are you? I got a message from you. Didn't mean to ignore it. Uh, still caught up with making my my home fully moved in, put it that way, you know. We still have some things we're doing, some renovations, whatever the case may be. So been a little busy, but I saw you reached out to me, dude, and it's always good to hear from you. Um, and yes, I do have two dogs here in the room with me, Antoine. I've got my my lab slash pit bull, the old man. I don't even know where he's at. I don't even know where he's at. Oh, he's over here on the side of my my desk, and then my my shepherd's over here on the floor. But yeah, they're here with me, uh, Anthony W. Number one MMA Fight Club fan, 2023. Uh, my man, always good to see you. Talking about some one fight night now. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, one's not on right now, but it is on a Friday. And it's on Amazon Prime. The event kicks off at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Let me go ahead here and uh, pull up some stuff for you guys here some information if you go to tapology.com you will find the event details here um the ones i'm going to share with you if you're hearing this via the podcast then of course you're not seeing what i'm talking about but if you are here uh via youtube or or twitter or over at uh, twitch then you are going to see what i'm talking about so this event's happening this friday 16th of february 8 p.m eastern start time Again, being broadcast on Amazon Prime, so you will have to be an Amazon Prime subscriber. Three MMA fights, five Muay Thai fights being held at Lumpini. Lumpini? Lumpini? Lumpa, Lumpa. Lumpini Boxing Stadium in Bangkok, Thailand. Okay. Over in the Far East. Now, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern, our time is the start time of the event. Let me see what the time difference is. What is uh, 8 p.m. in the East Coast compared to Bangkok, Thailand? 
it's got to be a difference, right? Well, actually, I should... <laughs> that's a dumb question. Uh, time in time in Bangkok, Thailand. Oh, I'm looking this up now. I should have had this on my notes ready to go. Currently in Bangkok, it's 4.45 a.m. So we're a good, clean 12 hours a difference. So if it's 8 o'clock p.m. our time, right? On Friday, the event's going to be happening. That's 8 o'clock a.m. in Bangkok, Thailand. So there you go. That's just how these people roll. <laughs> you know, some Muay Thai for breakfast, some combat sports, you know, for a late brunch. Um, but yeah, 12-hour difference. So yeah, 8 p.m. for us on Friday on the East Coast, 5 o'clock or so p.m. on um on the west coast and central time in between those two times right all right so one fight night coming up this friday 8 p.m the main event jonathan haggerty versus felipe lobo it's title fight haggerty is the current champion making his third his second or third title defense we'll get to that later on that'll be the last fight that we're going to preview now we don't usually do mixed muay thai breakdowns so this will be a very like peripheral, basic information. Uh, we have we've watched some of these guys fight. We've watched some film. Talk about that. But to say we know these guys, nope, that would be a little far fetched. The three MMA fights, we don't know those guys very well either, other than Daniel Williams. We don't know those guys very well at all. But we have some information on them. We just watched some film on them. We'll give you some feedback. So yeah, we're taking a dip here into. One fight night, and uh, we've covered one before. It's been a little while, and uh, with this card, especially with it being predominantly Muay Thai, we're a bit out of our element. Okay, and also, by the way, <laughs> um, enjoy my effort at pronouncing some of these names. You're welcome to laugh. You're welcome to go to the comments section and post laughing emojis. You can make fun of me all you want to, but I will do the pronouncing the best I can with... Um, with the best intentions okay first fight in the card flyweight bout 125 pounders we've got timor chukov not so bad chukov chukov chewy baka but chukov the ov attractive for mixed martial arts right maybe some kind of a russian descent his opponent very long first and last name let's see if we can break it down by syllables we've got thong poon Oh, man, Thong Poon. Petch Portor or 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 yeah, Petch Portor or that's probably not how it's said. That's just how it looks. So we're just gonna call my man Thong Poon. All right, so Thong Poon against Timor Chukayev, a flyweight bout. 125 pounders are making myself laugh right now in my head. Hearing those pronunciations was ridiculous. Now, when you're on Tapology, as you will see in front of you, there's not much there. <laughs> you know, all you're seeing is like there's no there's no age, there's no record. You get the country of origin for Timor. He's from Kyrgyzstan, the home country of Valentina Shevchenko. You've got Thong Poon. He's from Thailand, so he'll get the hometown you know, energy from the people, but not much information. Now, if you do open up their actual profiles, though, click their names, 
you will see their Muay Thai record in some of their fights. So, you know, doing that helps you get more information about them. Uh, we're going to talk about Timor in a second. Uh, just some comments here real quickly. Anthony says in the comment, Fandle lets me bet on one, so I'm excited to see what you have to say on this one, brother. Great, Anthony. Yeah, I'm looking forward to giving you some some uh, good betting spots. I did do some homework on this, and, you know, it's hopefully it's not for vain or not in vain. Anthony says, bro, I'm doing Muay Thai now. Better than I watch these fight cards. Better better I watch these fight cards. All right, yeah, that's great, man. You're training a little bit of Muay Thai. It's, it's a great sport, very high action sport. Um, okay, let me fix my screen here. Why is this so? Here we go. Anthony writes here, I saw Thailand is allowing three-month visas for people wanting to train Muay Thai over there. I was like, yo, what are the odds when I just start training it? They have a variety of stuff going on over there, Anthony, in Thailand when it comes to training Muay Thai and combat sports, scholarships. I'm trying to think of the fighter off the top of my head. The name really eludes me, but he is... I think it's Kai Car France, right? I believe Kai Car France is the fighter who he tried out for some type of thing back home in New Zealand, where it was some type of a thing where the winner got a scholarship to Tiger Muay Thai to move there, live there, and like train. And ultimately, the uh, Kai Car France he got that opportunity. Then from there, he moved, I believe, back to Thailand, where he's now at City Kickboxing, but. Yeah, dude, sky's the limit, man. Um, so there you go. You're familiar with that, too. I see your comment there, Anthony. All right, so first fight, Thong Poon, Petch, Poor, Tour, Tour, or, or. First, Timur Chikayev. Let me check my notes over here. Now, I do have a newsletter breakdown right up for this fight card. That will go out. Maybe tonight, if not tomorrow morning. It's already completed, but haven't published it yet. But it'll go out tonight or tomorrow morning. So kind of regurgitating what I'm going to be telling you right now. All right, so we like Thong Poon to win the fight by decision. That's our prediction. We did find a film on Timor. But here's the thing, and a little bit of controversy. If you go to Timor's profile on Tapology, it shows zero fights. That's what's there currently. But when I searched his name, I came across a a fight that with a guy that looks just like him. I mean, I paused it, slowed it down, compared it to that photo you see right there. And a matter of fact, I'll show it to you. If you don't have access to this data sheet, Please holler in the in the comments section. It's free. The link is posted usually on our X account. It's definitely posted our newsletter. But in here, we provide free links to prior fights for any fight breakdowns that we're talking about. This access, this information is always free, accessible through our Google Drive. Free, free, free. So here's the film. I'm going to go over here to that link right here, and you can see it kind of opens up the window. If I click this here, and there it is. You're seeing what I'm seeing right now. So the guy on the left, right? And I'm going to tell you at first how you're like, okay, maybe it's not him. But once you start slowing things down, right? Once you pause, I need a clean pause here. 
okay so once you pause it enough and you look more closely you realize there's certain like identical features like the dark eyebrows you know just even this cheekbone stuff so okay so he did fight before <laughs> that's the first thing i'm noticing now this fight goes the full distance both guys hit the shit of each other so he can take a punch he gets punched too much and he's got high output and good endurance um also, all positive things he does win the fight. Matter of fact, let me fast forward here. So, a lot of you guys here, he does win the fight, I believe. And so, yeah, here's the, the results being read, right? Oh, actually, no, maybe I think he loses this fight. Hold on. That's the same guy. That's definitely the same guy. You see the face now. That right there is that guy, right? Same guy. So he loses this fight to this guy, Bird Sang Kim, right? Now, I'm not sure what would make this. That's the same guy. I'm not sure what would make this fight here. So he did lose, by the way. I, I, I didn't show you guys. I don't know what about this fight. Why it's not on the radar? Why is it? Does topology not really provide information on the kickboxing stuff? I'm not sure. I, I mean, I again, this is not really my territory of expertise by any means. But here's what I'm going to tell you: It was a good overall fight. A lot of activity. Took a few good punches. Dished out some stuff. Close decision loss. Okay, whatever. That's all that we have to go off of on this teamer guy, though. So this is just like just we have nothing else. We don't know age, things like that. Whatever. We just yeah. <laughs> lost in the sauce um that's it on him okay as for thong poon thong poon muay thai fighter kickboxing uh background but no film no film the only film clip that we saw i'm gonna show it to you and i shouldn't laugh but Oh, wait a second here. So again, going back to the Excel sheet here, I'm going to go to this other film link right there. Okay. Click that. And this is the only film that I found of Thong Poom. And my goodness, you know. All right. So that's Thong Poom right there. That's Thong Poom. Oh my gosh. And that's Dong Poon getting completely sent to the proverbial shadow realm. Uh-huh. Yeah. So <laughs> we're not dealing with a large sample size of information here. Um a sport that's not our expertise. We don't have a prior schedule of fights or strength of schedule to, to cross check and say, well, they fought this many amateur fights. They fought these guys complete shot in the dark here. And the information is, is limited. It's like trying to solve a mathematical equation and you're just having a ton of variables. And now we're approaching, you know, calculus, some level of, you know, finding 
the answers to so many variables because of we're just shot the dark, right? <laughs> I'm going to go with Poon Tang, Thong Poon, <laughs> my man Thong Poon, Petch Poor Tour Tour Tour. Going to go with him to win by decision, but kind of have, you know, not much to go off of. For Timor Chukov, I mean, he looked okay on that film. I'm guessing that, you know, Thong Poon is from Thailand. This is being held in Thailand. You know, I guess they want to see their Thailand fighters win. It's the first fight in the card. It's 8 o'clock in the morning. That's what I have to go off, guys. From a betting perspective, I'm actually no bets at all for me on this one. It just, yeah, it's it's a it's a flip a coin type of thing. I'm going to go with Thong Poon, Petch, Tor, 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 to win my decision. That's your pick. Okay. Let's move on here. And every fight, not every fight, but just about every fight we get to, there will be like a different class. That's a that's a Muay Thai fight we just talked about, right? That's the first fight in the fight card is a Muay Thai fight. The second fight in the fight card is going to be Mansoor Malachayev versus Yosuke Saruta. This, my friends, is an actual good old-fashioned MMA fight. All right, so second fight in the fight card is going to be an MMA fight at flyweight 125 pounders. So now here on Tapology, we have a little more information. For Saruta, he's 21-11-3 overall. Tons of experience, 2-3 and three in his last five. He hails from Japan. And I'm not trying to be funny here, but Thailand, obviously, geographically closer to Japan. Even basic, you know, food customs, certain, certain, you know, certain traditional cultural customs that could be similar. I would say Japanese people a little closer in culture to Thailand people than, for example, Russia. So there would be some kind of support there for Saruta, two and three in his last five. 36 years old, so kind of getting up there. And again, a lot of fights, wear and tear, that kind of thing. Five and three in his last five, but about a 64-inch reach. As for Mansoor Malachayev, the Russian 11-1 record. You see that? You see the Russian lineage. And uh, in his profile picture, he's got a little bit of a bearded strap there. And you're starting to think to yourself, wow, is this guy from you know, uh, that part of the woods where Khabib and those guys? He's not according to his topology. According to topology, he's from Moscow, Russia, five foot six with a sixty-eight inch reach. So he will be taller and longer, significantly so, over Serata based upon their topology profiles. Okay, my notes on these two fighters here. All right, we like Mansoor Malakayev to win by round two submission. That's our prediction for Malakayev. Sports an impressive record, eleven wins. Right. None of those are inside the distance. His most common form of victory is some type of submission within the first two rounds. Malakai suffered his first defeat a few months ago. It wasn't the worst performance in the world, and the opponent he lost to was a solid fighter. For Saruta, he's 4-4 four and four over his last eight fights and currently on a two-fight losing streak. I could probably stop right there. <laughs> That's probably enough to tell you why you want to be on the side of Malakai. All right, well, to make matters worse... He's been finished three times during his last eight fights. So starting to lose fights, and then durability is becoming an issue. He's an aging fighter, 36. Clearly, if you're just betting based upon these basic statistics, right? This is not full-on analysis here. These are basic numbers. You're probably seeing the picture of why Malakayev is decided to be on. Will be the favorite. Probably opens as a significant favorite. I'm praying he's not beyond minus 350, minus 400. So I could parlay him. If he's beyond minus 500, I won't be able to parlay him just because of our in-house rules. 
Otherwise, hopefully he stays below that threshold because he should be a favorite, probably will be a favorite. Um, for Saruta, questionable durability, inconsistent result makes it damn near impossible to get behind him in this spot. Uh, he will, again, have a s- small about a hometown support, being from Japan, not far from home. But ultimately, the Russian here, I think he has him edged out in every which way. The fight does not go the full distance. Malakayev by submission and Malakayev as a parlay piece, again, pending the actual price tag. This is being recorded with you live right now at 5 o'clock p.m. on the 13th of February. Lines are not currently out yet for this fight card, which is coming out on Friday. So, again, the pick is Monster Malakayev by round two submission. If you're in the comments section and you have a question about any of these fights or whatever else, please you know drop them in there. I'm happy to, to go back and forth with you. Anthony says here, now that some research bro mfing detective manny g hello well um yeah listen man i'm i'm here to tell you whatever i could find right brother i appreciate the the kind the kind remarks okay let's keep it moving guys the next fight on the fight card is going to be two ladies and for this fight we've had a muay thai fight right okay that's dope now how about we get a custom rules bout okay all right flyweight division two ladies square off 125 pounders, and this, like I said before, is a custom rules bout. Now, what the hell is a custom rules bout? What does that entail? This is how I understand it, and I stand to be corrected. A custom rules bout could be one of two things. It could be um, we're going to use boxing gloves, for example, and then or some kind of bigger gloves, and we're going to do some form of a mixed martial arts fight. Okay. A custom rule bout could be first round is kickboxing, second round is grappling, third round is MMA. And Demetrius Johnson did about or fight like that, I think, last year, which is super crazy to me because I love it from a fan standpoint. But how effing confusing would it be if you get any kind of way, shape or form dazed or confused or clipped in one of those rounds? <laughs> And you're like, oh, am I supposed to grapple right now? Am I supposed to, you know? So um, I'm going to go with that choice. So custom custom rules bout means in round one, they're going to say, okay, ladies, you're kickboxing this round, Muay Thai. So everything's standing, kicking, whatever, elbows. Second round, only grappling, only wrestling. Third round, uh, put it all together. So that's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm thinking was going to happen. All right, so this fight right here, two females. We've got Nat Jarun Sak, goes by Wonder Girl, against Diane Cardoso, goes by Monster. Her profile picture looks pretty serious. Information on the the website here for these two fighters, we do have age 25 for Nat, 27 for Diane, both in their mid-20s, young. Diane Cardoso, the Monster, is from Brazil, and Nat Jarun Sak is from Thailand, so she'll be the home fighter. Nat is taller by three inches and has uh, the same reach as Diane. So height and reach, not a big factor. We did find some film in these ladies. Matter of fact, three links over here in the uh, data sheet here. Three links there for Nat, as you can see over here on the right side. Then three links over there for Diane Cardoso. There's side-by-side comparisons. We like the experience of Diane Cardoso. She's fought 11, 12 times compared to six for Nat. And then for cardio, about the same. Finishing ability, about the same. We do have this fight going under, though. And I'll talk to you about that here um, right now. So our our prediction is going to be Diane Cardoso by round two submission. That is our prediction. 
of flyweight bout again, custom rules. Now, I'm predicting submission, but it has to be during a round where it's mixed martial arts or grappling. <laughs> that couldn't be during the kickboxing round. So what can you do? Cardoso has more experience, much better winning percentage, right? Nine, two, and one compared to three and three. While they're at striking range, I think that she has multiple advantages. Faster, better technique, more experience. Could take a punch better. She went to decision against Bo Meng. If you don't know who Bo Meng is, she's kind of a big deal over there. And they went to the full decision. She's a quality fighter. So you saw Cardosa can take some heat, go the distance, hold her own, right? To me, I think Bo Meng is a step up over someone like Nat Jarunsak. So I think Jarunsak is not posing as much of a challenge as Bo Meng. And pretty much flatly put out there, if Diane Cardoso fights this fight the way she did against Bo Meng, that same kind of effort, that same kind of performance, excuse me, I think she gets her hands raised here. For Nat Jarunsak, she's trying to sh shake off a two-fight losing streak. Not good, right? And she was knocked out in her last fight. A 500 record, naturally going to cause a lot of betters to fade her here. But I also think when you watch the film, she's just less athletic. She's not as clean or doesn't even hit as hard as Cardoso. So Cardoso, I think she moves to 10 and 2. She's got a pretty good skill set. Uh, a little undersized, but makes up for it with her power. And I think at some point she finishes Jarunsak. So the fight does not go the distance. And Cardoso as a possible parlay piece. Again, without odds, I can't speculate. I'm going to guesstimate Cardoso opens as a minus like 215 to minus 250 favorite. And for that price range, a lot of value as a parlay piece. And again, I think she's the better fighter, especially from the film. The film is where I really was sold, not just the record. So give me Cardoso to win the fight by a round two submission, which again, assuming round two is a grappling round. <laughs> I can't tell you that for sure. It could be a Muay Thai round, right? Let's move on. All right, next fight in the car. What do we have here? Now we're back to Muay Thai again. So we went Muay Thai, mixed martial arts, custom rules. Now we're back to Muay Thai. And we've got gentlemen down the in the cage here. All right, who do we have here? Luke Lessie. Maybe pronounced Lessie. Luke Lessie versus Eddie Abasolo. Mr. Abasolo rocking the, the braids. Looks kind of like, what's his name? Um Spanish UFC fighter from California. Ah, doesn't. He's got the pretty eyes. I forgot his name off the top of my head. Anyway, this is going to be a lightweight fight. 155 pounders. Again, Muay Thai, stand-up kickboxing type of thing here. If you're on tapology, not much information. Eddie Abasolo's 37 years old. So that's like, oh, oh. kind of older, right? Older-ish. From California himself. We were just talking about the fighter I... What's his name from California? Okay. What do I have here? Um, I got some film. I did find film. I've got two links for each guy. My concern off the riff for Luke is three-year layoff. That's not great. Eddie Labasolo, lots of L's, age, you know. This fight to me probably goes under. Eddie's got decent cardio. We've seen it. He's been proven to have good cardio. Experience, more experience for Eddie as well. 10-11 fights compared to only one for Luke, Luke Lassie. Finishing ability, Eddie's got some finishing ability, but he's also getting finished quite a bit. <laughs> so my notes over these two guys. So lightweight fight, 
155 pounders, Muay Thai. We like Eddie Abasola to win by round two knockout. That is our very tentative and very unconfident prediction. For Lassie, hasn't fought since 2021. It's 2024 if you guys hadn't checked. So it's been a while. At the very least, going to be a, a tad bit rusty. Maybe, dare I say, tentative. Maybe nervous. Uh, just uh, I find it hard to believe he's going to be comfortable having not fought in a while. For Abba Solo, has much more fight experience, but his win-loss rate is not very attractive. He's 1-3-1 and one in his last five. Yeah. <laughs> so with Abba Solo, his one win is one win in the past seven years. Ugh, you could say he's due, right? Look, if you have the urge to gamble on a fight like this, do yourself a favor and grab your cell phone and dial in 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> you don't gamble in these fights because this is not gambling. This is like Russian roulette. You have no effing idea what to expect. There's no quantitative idea of how any kind of shape that Luke sees in. Matter of fact, let me let me preface this, this statement by saying, if you're in the camp of Luke Lassie, if you have insider information, that's totally different. <laughs> and if those people can still bet, good for you. Don't say nothing. I ain't saying nothing. But maybe a coach, trainer, someone has the scoop here. Because otherwise, there is nothing out there about these guys that can point you in the right direction. We're going with Eddie Abasola to win by round two knockout. From a betting standpoint, the fight not going the distance is probably your safest betting spot if you have a book that offers a prop bet, which they probably don't have many books that offer prop bets for one fight night 19. You're left with choosing a side. If one of them ends up being a big underdog, probably that side. Play that side <laughs> because we have no idea what to expect. So, again, the pick's going to be Eddie Abasolo by round two knockout. Let's move on. Okay. What do we have here next in the card? We are going back to MMA. We're going back to MMA. Okay. Let me pop on some tunes here. All right. We've got Hiroyuki Tetsuka versus Valmir Da Silva. I'll tell you what. This one is a little confusing because at first glance, like they, the phrase, don't judge a book by its cover. When I first see this cover of my man Valmir, Valmir Da Silva, he looks like he's in shape, you know, Brazilian, good looking, got some muscle tone there. Brazilians can fight. They're tough, grappling. So there's that. Then you see Hiro, Hiro, Hiroyuki Tetsuka. And again, judging the book by his cover, it's like, oh, kind of a goofier smile or he's like confused, smiling and confused. Um, a t-shirt on so we can't see his muscle tone and you know it's a little bit overexposed the picture so first judging book by its cover you're like oh Valmio da Silva you know Brazilian guy then you watch film and then you watch some more film and you realize wait a second here I think we got ourselves one of the most favorite picks in the entire card I like Hiroyuki Tetsuka a lot in this spot I think he wins the fight I believe he finishes Da Silva, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay, on the tapology, the record information we have here for Da Silva, 9-3 and three overall, 3-2 three in his last five. Again, from Brazil, from the Amazonas region of Brazil, 27 years old, 11 months, so very young, 28 years old, about to be, 5'8 with a 72-inch reach. 
As for Mr. Mr. Tatsuka, who goes by the Japanese Beast, 12 and 4 overall, 4 and 1 his last five. Hails from Japan, 34 years old, 5 foot 6 with a 71.7 inch reach. So height and reach wise, very similar, but about a two inch height advantage for Da Silva over Tetsuka. Okay, if I go over to my notes here on my Excel sheet, we do have five prior fights of these two guys combined, two for Tetsuka and three for Da Silva. So a lot of film available on two fighters that you may not have heard of before. With one championships, they do a pretty good job of cataloging their prior fights and offering them to you free on YouTube. And that was the case here for uh, Vladimir Da Silva. Okay, side-by-side uh, -side comparisons, experience very similar, cardio very similar. Finishing ability, we give the edge to Tetsuka, and we see him win this fight by a round two, uh, round two knockout. That's our official prediction. Round two knockout for Haruki, Hiroyuki, I'm sorry, the beast, Japanese beast, Tetsuka by round two knockout. Again, this is a mixed martial arts fight, not Muay Thai, not custom rules, just classic MMA. For Silva, trying to get his career back on track, okay? He's been finished twice in his last three fights. His knockout loss against Kadestam, that's K-A-D-E-S-T-A-M. The link in the, in the newsletter will actually take you to the link to that fight. But his loss to Kadestam, especially concerning, okay? If you watch the fight back, matter of fact, let me show it to you real quickly here. You'll see what I'm talking about. And uh, yeah, this fight to me, it was, uh, yeah, just very concerning. So give it a second here. It's going to load up here. It'll play the ad. But the problem with this fight is this. And I, and you don't want to be the guy who is questioning a man's heart or, you know, how much he wants something. But here's exactly how it ends. First round, right? That's it. That's it. And I'm talking almost immediately, he pops up and he's okay. Look, clapping, hugging. It's, you know, I'm not here to, to yeah, I'm not here to question a man's want to or desire, or whatever. That fight in a vacuum, super concerning. Now, twice in the last three fights has been has been put down, has been finished, one by submission, one by the knockout. That was a basic right-hand hook that does hit him on the side of the head. He kind of just threw the towel in. He kind of just said, I, I, you've given me your best, and I don't want any more of that. That was the optics. I could be wrong. For Tetsuka, he won't be fighting at home in Japan, but we talked before about this, again, regional lineage closer to Japan <laughs> Than we would be to Brazil, for example, right? He's eight and one in his last nine, hasn't dropped a fight in almost four years. Winning's a habit, right? For him, finishing opponents in a variety of ways, he can finish you by submission or on the feet with TKO power. If he dictates the pace of the fight by forcing Silva to work off his back foot and forcing Silva to be on the defensive, he's going to chew up Silva. Silva, in my opinion, is going to be coming out hesitant. He's a little worried about getting finished the last two fights. He's trying to play a little bit of safe game. That's going to be natural for him. Any fighter coming off of getting finished, they're going to come out there a little hesitant. That would play into Tetsuka's game plan of him leading the pace, forcing Silva to work off the back foot. I think at some point he gets to Silva in round number two and knocks him out. 
The fight going no distance and Tetsuka as a parlay piece are the betting spots we'd like for this fight. And with Tetsuka, of all the fighters on the fight card, I do think he's probably my favorite pick, my most confident pick. I'm hoping he's playable. I'm going to guesstimate the line comes out with him minus 275 to minus 300 range. I'm hoping so. It'll be a good parlay piece. I don't see him being at minus 125 or minus 150 or something in that range where you can actually, you know, play it and par or play it, you know, straight up. I, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. I wish it would. So again, the pick is Hiroyuki, the Japanese beast, Tetsuka by round two knockout. Let's move on to the next fight in the card. Now we are back to Muay Thai. Here we go. We've got Liam Nolan versus Nazet Trujillo. International bout right here. And again, we're back to Muay Thai. Um, just double checking here in my notes. There is another MMA fight coming up here shortly. One more in this fight card. But let's steam through this Muay Thai fight and give you some information on these two guys. Again, on Tapology, not much info. We've got Liam at 26, six foot two in height with a 73.6 inch reach. So height and reach, small advantage there for Liam Nolan. And he's a bit, uh, he might be a bit younger. Did I not find age on this guy? I don't have an age on Trudio. So, but I do believe Trudio is a little bit older, either late 20s or early 30s. So the age, not a factor for these two guys. And as for our prediction, Here's what we, oh, we did some. We did find film too. If you're looking for film, these two guys, we've got two film links for Liam Nolan, and three film links for Nazet Trujillo. They are in our data sheet there, on the right hand side in the film library section. Okay, so Muay Thai fight, welterweight division, 170 pounders. We like Liam Nolan by decision. Not a very confident pick here. He's four and one in his last five fights, looking to extend a two fight winning streak. After beginning his career 0-2, he's turned things around. He's like 4-1 or whatever, 5-1 in his last six fights. He'll be taller and have a reach advantage. That's what we know about this guy. For Nazit Trujillo, he's 1-2 and, and hasn't won a fight in about a year and a half. He lost his last fight by decision to a good prospect, to like a 10-1 type of guy. He lacks speed, though, and his his striking is a bit raw, and dare I say robotic at times. Now, with Liam Nolan, he's a more fluid striker, also leaves himself very open, needs to improve his defense. Four of Nolan's last six fights have gone to the scorecards, have gone to decision. Andrew G is also coming off a decision loss himself. This likely goes longer, over two and a half, full distance. Someone wins by decision. We're going to go with Liam Nolan to win by decision. But the betting spots, again, would be the over 1.5 in the fight going the distance. Low confident pick here. Liam Nolan to win this Muay Thai fight by decision. Okay, let's move up the card here. Next up, we're back to an MMA fight. <laughs> it's crazy going back and forth, right? Okay, here we have here. Daniel Williams versus Lito Ottawang. Not such a hard name to produce here or pronounce. So a flyweight bout, and again, a mixed martial arts fight. We were able to find some film of these two guys as well. Matter of fact, three prior fights of Daniel Williams. We have that in the library. And for Lito, you can see over here, for Lito, we have three on each of these guys. So you can watch film on them, kind of determine what you guys think. But our analysis is based upon watching some of that film. There's side-by-side -side comparisons. Lito has a lot more experience. 15-5 and five compared to 6-2. and two. Cardio checks out for both guys. They both have finishing ability. Our prediction here for this fight is going to be Lito 
Thunder Kid out of Wang by round two knockout. That is our prediction. Again, a flyweight fight, mixed martial arts for Williams on a three-fight skid. All of his combat sports combined, though. If you look at his topology, his last few fights were like a kickboxing fight, a boxing, or whatever. A Muay Thai, all over the place, okay? But three fights in a row, he lost. <laughs> Worst stretch of his career. He had a moment in 2022 where he was on a three-fight winning streak. The first three fights of 2022, he won all three. Things were looking good. Then he loses the last fight in 2022 and hasn't won since then. So kind of, you know, went from a nice winning streak to now things have plummeted, has lost three in a row. Also, his last mixed martial arts fight was 2022 as well. So he hasn't fought in the cage in a while. Just something to consider. For Ada Wang, a little more busy in the cage, looking to extend his winning streak to three in a row. He had wins over Jeremy Miado and Adrian Matias. I bring those names up because they're actually decent fighters. So quality wins on a winning streak. Unlike Williams, he's more focused primarily on mixed martial arts and not doing other forms of combat. Considering Otta Wang's momentum and his Filipino roots, it appears the matchmakers are kind of giving him a freebie here. This, to me, is a an easy pick. I think Lito Otta Wang wins this fight. He wins it by a round two knockout. The betting spots here, the fight is knock of the distance, and the fight ends by some form of a knockout. For Daniel Williams, if this fight was like two years ago, in 2022, when he was on that three-fight winning streak and things were going well for him, I'd feel entirely different. But the wheels, you know, the proverbial wheels have kind of fallen off here for him. And now, thank you, buddy. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Um, Anthony W. dropped out of here. Yes, I see you, Anthony W. Go take care of your business. Um, And no problem, of course, Anthony. I'm here for the people, man. Here for the people. Yeah, drop me a line there, zigzag on the bag. Appreciate you stopping through here. We're just talking one fight night. 19 coming up this Friday. Okay, so yeah, the pick is out of Wang. Thunder Kid by round two knockout. That should be the seventh fight on the card. And the third and final MMA fight on the card for one fight night number 19. Making our way up the card, we have Two fights left to talk about. This would be the co-main event, I I believe so, according to the current schedule. This schedule I'm sharing with you on Tapology is the same as that schedule you'll find on One Fight Nights or One Championship's website. So that should be what we're going to get. This name might be tough for me to pronounce here. We've got Say Mapech Fairtex versus Mohamed Yonis Rabah. Let's go with Mr. Fairtex. And Mr. Rabah, to keep it simple, a featherweight bout, 145 pounders for Mr. Fairtex from Thailand. So, again, we'll get that hometown, you know, about to be 30 years old. So, not too old, but getting longer in the tooth. Five foot eight, a little bit shorter than Muhammad, with a 71 inch reach for Muhammad Jonas Rabah from Algeria, 26 years old, a little bit younger, a little taller here based upon topology. And, uh, for records, there's no records here on Tapology, but if you go into the into actual profiles, you will see them over here in our data sheet. We give you the actual records here: seven and five for Mr. Fairtax, two and zero for Rabah. Experience edge to Fairtax, 
fighter IQ about the same finishing ability. They both have decent finishing ability. They also both get cracked. Now, they fought before. <laughs> that has to be talked about. They fought before, and it was just a few months ago. So if you look on their profiles, you'll notice they fought in December. And at first glance, I'm like, well, why are they fighting again? Like, why would they be fighting so soon afterwards? I'm like, it's just some kind of like trilogy championship, you know, Brandon Moreno and and what's his name when they were fighting again and again. I'm like, what's the deal here? Well, I didn't look online to see of any news as to why they would be rematching. But here's what happened. And I'll show it to you. Because it was so obvious when it happened. I thought to myself, good gracious. It was a snafu by the referee. And the referee, if you look at the replay, and I'll show it to you here, it's not the referee should have seen it. The angle was almost damn near impossible. And the action was picking up. A finish was imminent. And what ends up happening here, as I'm going to show you, let me fast forward. Oh, there it is. Okay. So right here, what you're seeing is this right here is Rabah. Rabah is the guy with the Algerian color shorts right there, right? He now is pressing my man, Mr. Fairtex. As he knocks down Fairtex, he then like charges over him and accidentally knees him in the head. Matter of fact, let me move my head here so I'm not going to be in the way, right, of you seeing this. Yeah, there we go. You'll see what happens. He clearly just need him. <laughs> now, the referee doesn't see it, okay? If you this, I can't get this out of the way over here. I'm sorry about that. But the referee here doesn't see. See, the referee is trying to grab him to just tell him, listen, you, you've you you've done enough. I'm gonna step in here, give this guy a count, like a number one, number two count, right? The knee comes in. I mean, when you look at it from that angle, it looks like he's trying to do it on purpose, but it was all the heat of the moment. And I'll replay it for you one more time so you can see like how it just it's just really all the heat of the moment. It wasn't. I don't believe it was malicious. Oh, it's brutal knee, though. It's that brutal ass knee. Okay, so the fight ends seconds later when my man Fairtex stands back up. Referee decides he's too he's too woozy. The fight's over. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Obviously, the promotion looked at the fight afterwards and said, "Well, the foul should have been called." They didn't call the fight there. They gave the win to Rabah. Now we have the rematch. Well, let me tell you something. Don't just look at the end of that fight and think, oh, this guy Rabah kicked his ass. No. Rabah got knocked down in that round two. That was just the first round of the fight. That round was chaotic. Fairtax got knocked down before that knockdown too. So both guys were, were letting it go. Rabat is significantly taller. He is much longer. And at some point, you're like, oh, he's just like, imagine this. I saw the fight results. Then I popped the film in. And when I, the first 30 seconds, I'm like, Rabat's going to kick this guy's ass again, man. He already knocked him out. He's longer and taller. And next thing you know, I see Rabat getting knocked down. I'm like, wait a second here. <laughs> so <laughs> I, 
I expect violence. I, I, I kind of feel like both guys are a bit, dare I say, careless with their striking um, and and leave opportunities to to both you know each other to counter. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, very volatile. I'm gonna pick Muhammad Rabad to repeat and win again. This time in round number two by knockout, wouldn't be surprised if it ends in round number one. Um, yeah, so that's what you guys got there. That's the breakdown. I, you know, fair attacks a little bit smaller, throws with some power, gets off balance. It is a, it is a fight between two grown men. Anything's possible. He will get the crowd support. But if Rabah can just calm down a little bit, not expose himself, that range, that distance could really be you know, to his benefit. Um, but a knockout just seems inevitable based upon their first uh, time around. The fight not going the distance and the fight ending by knockout, if you have props like that available on a sports book, that's the uh, direction that I would go. Okay. And we are up to the main event for one fight night number 19 coming up this Friday. Your perfect appetizer for UFC 298. The main event will have John Haggerty in a featherweight clash, featherweight title fight, title fight, excuse me, up against Felipe Lobo. Now, Mr. Haggerty is the current title holder. He's had the belt now for a few fights, won the belt last year, early part of last year. We'll talk about winning the belt, his last few fights. But yeah, bona fide champ right now, good fighter, a guy that I very much could see being in the UFC. Absolutely. Gas tank for days, could take a punch. Tons of volume, exciting, busy fighter. Lot to like about Jonathan, the General Haggerty. No record here on Tapology for his Muay Thai fights. We'll be have both on our data sheet. We'll show you in a second. 27 for Jonathan, 30 years old for Felipe Lobo. Lobo goes with Demolition Man, is from Brazil. Haggerty from the UK. Haggerty will have a slight height and reach advantage here. I'm sorry, a slight reach advantage, but a height disadvantage to Felipe Lobo. On our data sheet here, we were able to find two fights for Jonathan Haggerty, two fights for Felipe Lobo. Experience edge to Jonathan Haggerty, not because of total fights, which he has more fights in total, but also because of who he's been fighting. Cardio edge to Haggerty. He's fought in some five-round fights already. Finishing ability, about the same. Both guys have finished, good finish rates. So again, there's film there to watching these guys. Haggerty is a very busy fighter uh, for Lobo. More of a power puncher. And we'll talk about that here in just a moment. So, again, this is a main event fight, a title fight for the featherweight strap. Muay Thai, again, kickboxing style fight. We like Jonathan the General Haggerty to win by round three knockout, round three of a, of a five round fight. This opportunity for Lobo is huge. It's a career opportunity for Lobo, the biggest fight of his career by far. If he were to win, he would dethrone a guy in Haggerty who's got a ton of momentum right now, who's riding high. And, of course, Lobo will be the new, new, new title holder, right? For Lobo, I think he needs a perfect game plan. I mean, he's going to have to maybe knock down Haggerty once or twice, frustrate Haggerty. It's five rounds. He needs to win three of those five rounds. He wants to win by decision, of course, right? For Lobo, here's part of my big critique on his fighting style. He's more of a power puncher. He tends to wait and plot. He counters one punch at a time. Not many combinations. 
doesn't lead the dance, doesn't pressure the pace. If I'm coaching him, I'm trying to increase his volume, his sense of urgency, like the internal clock. Get that going. He's three and two between his Muay Thai and kickboxing fights in his last five, right? It's important to note that this is in his first five-round fight, though. I mentioned before, Haggerty's been to five rounds before. So has Lobo. He's been actually full five rounds. He's been there, lost by decision, but still has been to full five rounds before. Just a little thought. This will mark Haggerty's second title defense. He's on a five-fight winning streak. Has an overall record of six and two. His most recent win over Fabricio de Andrade, that to me is the best win of his career. Andrade is a good fighter. Matter of fact, Andrade, prior to that fight, came in with a long winning streak, a lot of success. And considering that Haggerty finished him in round number two, I mean, that's impressive. I mean, again, Andrade was a nine-fight winning streak, came in there, and Haggerty dismantled him in round number two. I can make the case right now for you or to you that Lobo is not a level below Andrade, like two levels below. So for Haggerty, if I'm coaching him for this fight, I'm trying to keep him focused and not have him underestimate Lobo because Lobo, tons of power, should not be underestimated. Both his hands and his legs, a lot of power. But to me, I think Haggerty has more than one way to win, right? He can win the scorecards. He can also knock him out. They have a common opponent, by the way. They both fought a guy named Nang O Gayang Hadao. Do the best I can. That first name, though, is like Nang, N O N G hyphen O, Nango. For Lobo, Lobo was knocked out by Nango. I think round three when they fought two years ago. When Haggerty fought this guy, Nango, Haggerty knocked him out in round number one. That's their only common opponent. Now, mixed martial arts math is never a perfect science. This is a combat sport. Anything's possible. But it's a common opponent. They're only one. And give us maybe a sliver of what to possibly expect here. We like Haggerty's chances of scoring a knockout over the course of five rounds. Again, 25 minutes, a lot of time. But if he fails to do so, his pace, activity, tons of volume. If you watch him on film, lots of activity. Just he's a very active fighter, much more active than someone like Lobo. Lobo can easily lose three of these five rounds just by not throwing enough stuff. You know what I mean? So again, Haggerty's got the championship experience. He's got the belt. He's riding high. I believe Lobo's a step down in competition for him from his last opponent. So give me Haggerty to win the fight and the fight not going the distance. Now, without any odds available, I'm going to guesstimate, pure guesstimation, pure, pure speculation here. I'm going to guesstimate that Haggerty opens as a favorite and probably a sizable favorite somewhere in that minus 350 to minus 375 range. Hopefully, it doesn't exceed that because for me, he is a clear-cut better fighter here. He is the one who's going to probably defend his title, has a future. Uh, Lobo has a future too, don't get me wrong, but I think this is Haggerty's time. So like Haggerty's a parlay piece. We'll see what happens when the lines come out. This is being recorded again on Tuesday. So I imagine lines will come out for one fight night by probably tomorrow, Wednesday, right? I would imagine so. I think so. I hope so. I don't know so, though. Okay, let's recap real quickly here our picks and methods of victory for one fight night, number 19. 
Their first fight in the car, we're going to take Thong Poon Pech Poor Tour Tour by decision over Timur Chukayev. That fight, no bets at all. Uh, shot in the dark. No film that we could see of a Pech Poor Tour Tour Tour, whatever. Just him getting knocked out. The film we saw of Timur might not even be him. Not even sure. Second fight. We're going to go with Mansoor Malakayev by round two submission over Yasuki Saruta. That is the first of the three mixed martial arts fights on the card. Third fight in the card, Nat Jaron Sack versus Diane Cardoso. We're going to go with Diane Cardoso to win that fight by round two submission. That's a custom rules flyweight bout, a female fight. Custom rules, I mentioned before, not sure what that might entail. I'm assuming first round like boxing, second round kickboxing, third round MMA. I don't know. We'll see what happens. The fourth fight in the card, back to Muay Thai, lightweight division, Luke Lassie versus Eddie Abasolo. We're going to go with Eddie Abasolo by a round two knockout. Another fight you probably want to stay away from from a gambling perspective because tons of variables, uh, lack of activity, durability, you name it, it's there. Next fight, Harayuki Tetsuka versus Valmir. Da Silva, we like Hiroyuki, Japanese beast Tetsuka by round two knockout. That is the second of two mixed martial, second of three, I'm sorry, MMA fights on the fight card. A welterweight fight. Again, we like Tetsuka by round two knockout. A very confident pick there to win. Next fight back to Muay Thai. Welterweight class, 170 pounders. Liam Nolan is the pick to win by decision over Nazet Trujillo. And again, Liam Nolan by decision, Muay Thai fight. Daniel Williams versus Lito Adewang back to May. This will be the third May fight in the card. A flyweight fight, 125 pounders. We like Lito, the Thunder Kid, Adewang by round two knockout. That's our prediction. The co-main event, Saima Pech Fairtax versus Mohamed Rabah, a rematch from a few months ago. We like Mohamed Rabah to win this fight by a round two knockout. And this is a Muay Thai fight in the featherweight division. The main event and the two fighters that this car was named after, Jonathan Haggerty and Felipe Lobo, a weight class fight of featherweight division, 145 pounders for the belt, Muay Thai fight. We've got Jonathan, the general Haggerty by round three knockout. That is our prediction. Should be a good fight. It's five rounds. Both guys have been five rounds before. I do think Haggerty eventually is championship pedigree, experience, finishing ability will eventually get to Felipe Lobo. Those are your picks, your method to victory for UFC Fight Night number 19. Before I get out of here, some reminders. Please like, please subscribe, support our content. If you're not following us on social media, please consider doing that. We have a Twitter account, aka X. We have an IG account. Those links are down below. We've got a Discord account. We've got, uh, you can find us on Twitch, X, Instagram, um, even TikTok now. We've got some videos up there on TikTok. So, Follow us, support us. If you like mixed martial arts content, we're producing it. And I'd say about 99% of it is free. For example, our newsletter. Please check out our newsletter. Subscribe, like, check it out. Content breakdowns. For example, this entire breakdown of One Fight Night number 19, the written breakdown, newsletter breakdown will be going out tonight at some point. If you have our newsletter, you subscribe to it, it go right to your phone, to your Substack app, you can open the newsletters, read the articles. If not, you actually hit the play button on the Substack app. It'll read the article to you. So dope while you're on the go. So again, subscribe to our newsletter. The link is down below. If you're hearing this and not seeing it, that link is 
mmafightclub.substack.com. Again, our MMA newsletter run through Substack. Also, please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you're looking to hear us on our podcast platform, you can hear us wherever you get your podcast. Just look up MMA Fight Club, look for our black and yellow logo. And from there, you can hear episodes like this in the audio format. So thanks for stopping by, everyone. Appreciate the support. Of course, Anthony W., as always. Um, my man, Zig Zag on the bag came through. Good to see you, buddy, as well. Um, earlier, we had Antoine Willis, my brother, Antoine Willis. Real Fight Picks comes in and says, would love to get Sadiqiris Dumas side of the story. Yes, Real Fight Picks. I saw the news that broke out. I, um, I'm i looking forward to speaking to him because, you know, yeah, I, I have had a chance to talk to him many times, and I, nobody's perfect, you know. But forgiveness is something we can all find a way and uh, people make mistakes to young man and, you know, Internet's a toxic place, dude, because I went on X. I saw the, the, the post up there from MMAfighting.com, whatever, that he's been arrested for something, you know, regard something, something domestic, whatever. And of course, man, the comments are just brutal. People running with it. So from what I now know from the most recent stuff is it was a misdemeanor. <laughs> so, you know, people were posted, oh, felony, felony assault, like. I believe it was a misdemeanor as in equivalent of a traffic violation type of thing. So everyone needs to pump the brakes a little bit, but I haven't spoken to him directly just yet. Um, I'm going to be communicating with him. Just checking my messages right now. I'll be communicating with him in the coming days and I'm looking forward to him and explaining what happened. But um, thank you. Real fights. I appreciate that dude. Always trying to produce the best content that I can keeping it clean and simple to the point but uh again for those who came through today to hear this live breakdown of one fight night number 19 enjoy the fights on friday again eight o'clock p.m eastern times when they start they'll be on amazon prime enjoy the fights if you want to get our tip sheet subscribe to our newsletter tip sheet for this event will come out on like late thursday or early friday just waiting for the lines to come out it'll be basic stuff a few two or three parlays a few money line bets. That's about it because the book we use, which is DraftKings, does not offer us prop bets for um, one events, any kind of one, one championships, one fight night, whatever. All right, guys, we'll see you soon. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for the love. Deuces. Enjoy the fights.